Film Trauma Podcast. We're live again. Hello, Rick. How's it going? It's going well. It's going Good. well. It's glad to glad to be here this week. Yeah, it's been a long week. Definitely. Been a long month. Been a long summer. It has. You know, July is kind of coming in on the round in third base and heading home, and that's all right with me. I don't... Yeah. This hot weather is very fatiguing. It is warm out there. I'm used to it now, you know, but... Uh, I think I would be very happy if I never had to get used to... 90, to the heat? Yeah, 90-some. It's different. You know, when you're doing manual labor and, and stuff like that, when you're a bigger person, an older person, mm-hmm. or at an intermediate age, I guess, like I am, all those things together just kind of drain my gas tank, so to speak. That's true. So I look forward to doing fun stuff, so I'm excited about today's episode. Yes. I You know, I don't... Um, I like being out there in the heat. I, I like working. It doesn't... You know, I don't have to do it like obviously like you do, you know, ten hour eight, ten hours a day busting my hump. But I could. I, I hated it when I was younger, but now that I'm older, like I say, I have way more energy than I do did back then. Well we drink more coffee too. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, today's episode is going to be Well before before we even just, you know, jump right in and, uh-huh. and say the title, you and I both grew up in the nineteen eighties. We did. Absolutely. Now, as a little kid in the 1980s, there was one day of the week that we always looked forward to, right? Uh-huh. This is long before streaming. This is long before we had instant gratification and, and access to anything and everything you could conceivably want. Yep. You, you actually had to be willing to get up early, figure out the programming, switch between channels, and what day am I talking about? You know exactly what day am I talking about. Macho Man, tell us. We're talking about Saturday morning cartoons, uh-huh. Not Saturday night main event. Nope, not gonna go there. We're talking about the best there was, something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Saturday night main event was cool, though. I looked forward to that as well. That was a good, you know. Yes, yes. That wasn't every Saturday, though, but when they did have it, it was. They did have it, yeah. They did have Saturday night mm-hmm. main event. But I'm talking Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. You get up early, right? Like 6 o'clock. Yeah, super fucking early. Earlier than you would on a school day. You would never, never be willing to get up that mm-hmm. early to do anything else. But no. I'm telling you, I'd go down there, I'd sit at a little drop leaf coffee table, and mm-hmm. throw up the leaf, cereal, milk. Mm-hmm. I remember actually going through the channels and you'd, and you'd see like the color bars and then like a little service amount announcement for the news channel. Mm-hmm. And the Muppet Show was on first. And Muppet then, Show or Muppet Babies? No, The Muppet Show. Muppet Show. The Muppet Show was on first, and then after The Muppet Show, the cartoons would start. I don't remember what was on first in Chicagoland. Uh, I can tell you, though, that, um, you know, like U62, I don't remember what the other one was, 51 or 48 or something like that. The UHF stations had Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle. So that sure. was that was on earlier, and then it you know six o'clock, some other stuff rolled around. I don't remember what the first one was. See up here, I you know like local television because we didn't get Dish Network until I was probably fifteen or sixteen or so. Mm-hmm. So it was all just local channels. So. Yeah, it was all local stuff. Yeah, yeah so sure. we had like three, fifteen, mm-hmm. twenty-seven, forty-seven. So basically, mm-hmm. four channels. And that, sh- yeah. that you have to figure out, you know, I got to switch to this one at such and such mm-hmm. time or stay to that one or flip back and forth. Because I never sat and looked at the TV guide. It was all you learned just by getting up and, and watching. 
Um, so in Chicago, it was two, which was CBS. Five was NBC. Sure. So that's the equivalent of our three and 15. Yep. Seven was ABC. Which is 27. And then um, nine was WGN. And that's a Chicago station. Sure. And then 32 was Fox. Fox. Nice. 47. And then, um, I, then I think that was about it. And then you had uh, the UHF stuff, which they were kind of all over the map. But, um, you know, things like Sven Gulli and Elvira and um, all, the, all the kaiju stuff, Godzilla stuff, and the yeah. old movies would play. And the Westerns, they would all play on uh, the UHF stations, which was my favorite stuff. Definitely. So, but I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that WGN Channel 9 had cartoons in the morning, but I do know that, you know, the other, you know, CBS, ABC, NBC, and Fox. Definitely. They all had, and you, and then I had to turn the dial. Uh, yeah, me too. You know, so you'd have to get up and turn it. And sometimes we had the big console TV. Sometimes we had, we, we would obviously upgrade to the remotes, and then they had like the push button remote, or they had the one with the plastic. Uh, film thing over with the you know the non physical yeah. buttons. I remember one of the TVs too. Um, instead of the turn dial, it had like a little display and there was an up and down arrow. Then it had like oh, okay. it had like a little digital readout. Sure, sure, like sure. It, so you'd see yeah. like a little red forty seven or yep. whatever it was. Those were, and then those usually had like a little wooden door and you just like yes, pull it open. Yes, a little, a little little plastic and colored it had, door. It had the the dial that you would tune in for the picture this way you know what i mean the, yes. the horizontal the vertical all that stuff so yeah a lot of good stuff and then uh, you know and i would sit there all day until lunchtime mm-hmm. right like once lunchtime came around that's when the cartoons were, were basically over it was about 11 o'clock and then yeah you know by the time um it was winding to an end you would get the live action teen dramas like saved by the bell and yeah. comedies you'd get you'd get the more live action stuff at the very very end of it or like the weird game shows and, you know and it wasn't until i don't know nick nickelodeon came that there was an on cable that there was more cartoon stuff available to kids and i think uh, 1986 is when we got no we had cable before that i remember watching cable but i know we got cable when ghostbusters premiered the summer ghostbusters premiered because we got this little postcard in the mail and um, it had a Ghostbusters thing on it, which was really cool. And I convinced my parents, please get cable so we can watch Ghostbusters. Sure. You know. Yeah. And so maybe it's 85 because Ghostbusters came out in 84, right? I think so. So it had to have been 85. Yeah. So I, w- you know, I just remember seeing Ghostbusters after the fact. Some relatives or whatever had it on yeah. tape. And right, right. And tape. I'm sure I was insufferable because, you know, most little kids, you like something. We're going to watch it 100 times. Oh, you watch Every it. time you yeah. go over oh, there. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Got to watch. Got to watch it all those times. So today we're going to do a little reminiscing about some of our favorite Saturday morning cartoons, lesser known cartoons. And what I mean by that is we're, we're not going to talk about Looney Tunes like Bugs Bunny. We're, we're not going to go down Tom and Jerry or Scooby-Doo or something like He-Man or Ninja Turtles, kind of the heavy hitters in the room. You, you would probably want to do commentary just for them, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can go over that stuff because I, sure. I think they were so popular. A lot of kids like that stuff, boys and girls both. Oh sure, like that stuff, and I still love that stuff. But I, hard I think to ignore. It's impossible for me to ignore. I cu- I couldn't do it. I mean, I still have them on DVD, and, and you know, I love them still. But I think what what is the format we picked today? We each picked our top five, maybe mm-hmm. little classics, little lesser knowns, mm-hmm. and we're gonna uh, 
we're going to touch base on those. We'll go over them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go over them. But before we get up there, it looks like you've got some lovely mountain screensaver here on your big screen TV. Is something you wanted to hit first before we went into the cartoons? No. No? No, nothing like that. Uh, I'm just uh, in the middle of writing, so this, um, the... the Earlier when we did our uh, rebranding of film trauma, there was a gap. A gap in time from new material from our old show, which we still have a, a catalog of back episodes. But when we first kind of started putting out new material, we touched base on the fact that uh, you know Rick is a burgeoning writer. I'm working on a project as well. And Rick has got some very, very positive feedback on uh, a project that's very near and dear to his heart. Sure. Why don't yeah. you touch base on that a little quickly? Yeah, I don't want to get into too much no? of that. No, it's no? too early. I don't want to... I don't want to get too much into it on the show until it gets a little bit further along. But okay, well, what were you working on there? What what window did you just close? That was my email. Oh, an email. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. This is um, this really. I was looking for good desktop wallpapers for the New Mexico desert, um, and this looks exactly like the view that I had out my bedroom window when I lived out there. Are those tumbleweeds or what is that? Sagebrush or yeah. Yeah, it's sagebrush. What and a cool image. I mean, you have uh, kind of tan and olive green, so you see sand everywhere. And then in the back, there's mountains. They look like they're one inch tall, and so they're you know they're impossibly far away. Then you just have this great blue sky with all these yeah. clouds everywhere. Yeah, it was uh, that was like my view from my bedroom window every morning when I lived out there. And you lived in the New Mexico area, right? Sure did. Was Albuquerque or? Right outside Albuquerque. Right outside of Albuquerque. About 40 miles south. And um, which is funny because now we're rewatching Breaking Bad. So they um, referenced the town, Las Lunas, that I lived in, which is weird. It's weird that to hear them say it in such a big show. You know, Breaking Bad is one of my favorite shows of all time. Arguably my favorite. It's definitely in my top three uh, television series of all time for sure have you ever seen it yeah i kind of got introduced to it um later you know mm -hmm. after the fact i think the series had kind of already closed or yeah ran its course i have one or two seasons that i picked up used on dvd yeah, which is great. how i acquire most mm -hmm. of my stuff and uh i just remember sitting down and i had a little bit of a difficult time convincing my wife that hey you know give it a shot mm -hmm. and we just splurged on it we both loved it oh it's great both it's, loved it it's my favorite so you know Watching the show is very nostalgic for me because I recognize the city. I spent a lot of time in Albuquerque, and um, it was cool, man. So the story that you know I'm working on, it's uh, th this is very very close to that landscape. So I I just threw it up here. So every time I open up my my writing program, I see it, and it kind of puts me in that place, that headspace. But but yeah, so today, you know, the first thing I wanted to do, I wanted to show you the trailer for the monsters because I don't know this monsters trailer that's going around now is very controversial. the The internet really is. There's a lot of mixed feelings about it, so I want to get your my take on your it? take on it. All right, and before you hit play, I just yeah. want to say I really had my reservations about finding out Rob Zombie was doing yeah. the monsters. I know you know his Dragula music video and just his kind of art preference and, and style. I get it. But for me, most of his material is a miss 
not a hit. Right. So I, I was a little concerned that there'd be f bombs every third word or something like that. So and there's not. It's a it's a PG movie. It's a family movie. Okay. Which is what you need. Sure. Because the monsters just doesn't. I don't really want to see a raunchy version of the monsters or anything else. The raunchiest you ever want to get with that stuff is like the Adams Family movie, and that doesn't go there at all. No, it's just it's an occasional fart joke. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And that's sure. really all about you. Want. And then uh, you know the Adams Family movie classic. Love it. I watched the newest one, like that Pixar one or whatever it was. Oh, how was that? I really liked it. It was good? Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. I haven't sure. seen it. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your word for it because I, I grew up loving it, and I went to the theater in the Janesville Mall here, and I saw... Raul Julia, right? Yeah. And Angelica Houston? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So good. Okay, let's watch all right, the all monsters. Right. So let, let me... So are you challenging me to try to pick out what's controversial about it? No, or? no. Just, just to get your opinion. Let's start with the... Uh, Classic logo. Which I like that. I like the old Universal picture that. logo. Yeah. Rob Zombie, the director of House of a Thousand Corpses, Halloween, and the Devil's Rejects brings you the greatest love story ever told. So it's an origin story. Oh, uh, I, I don't like the sound of that. The brain of a super genius transplanted into the body of a perfect... Well, right off the bat, I don't like his wife as a casting choice. Me either. It's inevitable, though. It's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not a fan. The Grandpa Munster looks a lot like the original Grandpa Munster. I'm gonna go. He does. What's the Nosferatu guy? Why he's in there? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I like the settings. I think that has the feel of it. I like the color. Um, I don't know. Seeing Herman Munster in a spiked biker jacket and but they do that in the tv show yeah that's true it's it's kind of i remember it being all over the place i like the house yeah here's this part here i didn't i don't know the thing is is yvonne de carlo was such a natural yeah. What a class act. This guy's good, though. Daniel, uh, what's his name? I, I don't know, but he, he looks a lot like Grandpa. Greetings from Transylvania. That's funny. That's a strange way of saying hello. Oh, I guess we're going to have to get used to it. Mm. Mm. I don't know. This, it's coming right to Netflix, too. It's not even getting a theatrical release. So either it's like really, really bad, or that's just what the distribution that got picked up for you know what i mean like i i don't think it would do well at the box office i really don't like the choice for herman fred gwynn had such that rich deep voice and this guy has kind of almost a squeaky voice uh, yeah and herman- i don't like his face either in the context of playing this character it looks too skinny too scrawny i don't know and that's his buddy he cast his buddies in the films in his films, you know, which is cool. I mean, I yeah. get that. I would do the exact same thing. So, you know, but 
I don't know. I, there's some things that work and some things that don't work. And the second time viewing that trailer, you know, actually I, I did like it. I liked it a little bit more, but, um, I think for me, it's just gonna fall into my standard answer. In in most cases, I still prefer the originals. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's exceptions. We've, we've talked about this before. Um, for me, that's that's not going to be a must-watch. It's, it's it's just really not. It's goofy, and if they, but I like that it's goofy because the show was goofy, and they sure. had, and they had him in that. I can't remember the name of that. There's a style of shirt, the French style shirt, you know, with the stripes and he had the beret on. I like oh, yeah. that. I do. I don't mind the biker jacket because he had it in the show. And there's like some little magic stuff going on, you know. And if it works, it works. You know, it it could be. It could be cool, but the thing that I think that is missing that gave it its charm is the laugh track, and I think that's essential for a show like this. Um, yeah, and I, I think it would be very meta for for a, this type of movie, and I think they would, they would be remiss if they didn't put the laugh track in. To be honest, I, I think that it adds a certain level of charm because you knew you knew when you were watching it as a kid that that was phony, but it didn't matter. No. It just gives it that that feel, the tone. It gives that tone, and like yeah. the one thing that didn't work about the '80s monsters and all the other revo- reboots and revamps is that they didn't didn't have any of that. There were there were no laugh tracks, and the monster show wasn't that funny. Not really. It was entertaining, but it wasn't funny. So, yeah. you so see, you just hit the nail on the head. I think it works good for a show because you know a thirty minute time slot. So after commercials and stuff, you've probably got 22, 23 minutes worth yeah, of content. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't really have a lot of time to dawdle. And right. a lot of Rob Zombie's movies, it takes him forever to get to the point. Or he spends a ton of time on stuff that doesn't have any payoff. So I don't know that it would keep my interest for an hour and a half. I don't um, know that it would. Yeah, I, I we'll see. I mean, like, it's interesting... I do, I do want to watch it, but you look at the look at the Fred Gwynn right next to that though, and you look. I don't know, dude. Like it's just so he he's so good. And what what was great about Fred Gwynn that I don't think that he nails in this is Fred Gwynn and the monsters was like a big kid. Sure. And that's why I think kids identified with is he's just a big goofy kid, and he's he's got an innocence to him. And if they if they take that away in this version of the monsters, his innocence, then it's going to fall completely flat because that was the best charming quality about Herman. And he wasn't, they didn't do dirty jokes. They didn't do anything suggestive. There's just some things that don't need that spin. Yeah. It always kind of seemed like he was the last one to figure out the joke. If I could, if my memory serves me. Yeah. Everyone else was in on it, but him. Yeah. It kind of, he got it. Aha. After the fact. Right. Yeah. Which was really charming. Sure. And but what was great about him as well is he had such a big heart and he was very caring. In fact, they did go a little. They did say at one point there's a great scene where, where Herman says it doesn't matter, you know, the color of your skin and all that stuff. He just says what matters is your is your level of your character. You know what I mean? He has that moment with Eddie and he says that to him, which I thought was really. I remember that ever since I was a little kid. You know. Yeah, so I think you probably watched more of that show than, than I did. Oh, yeah. That would have been one that was on probably, you know, in the early afternoons. So I'd get home from school, and, they're you know, they're still playing syndication reruns of it. So it would have been something that was on in the background. Yes, it, it you know, so there were shows. Now that we're getting into the cartoon stuff, we can talk about more of these other 
shows too, these other live action stuff, because I watched Get Smart, which I love Get Smart. Did you ever watch that? No. Okay. And I like I like Dragnet, the T V show. It was really good. Sure. And then, you know, I would watch Little House in the Prairie, just uh in like Highway to Heaven. Like a lot of stuff a lot of it was just it was, you couldn't get away from it. It was, it was always on in the background. It was always there. I don't ever remember turning on Little House on the Prairie or Highway to Heaven, but I remember we had a neighbor that lived about a mile away from my mom, and they had five kids, and most of them were all older than me, and I'd go over there and play and stuff like that sometimes, and their mom always had, like, Highway to Heaven and all that stuff on a little TV, you know, off the corner of the kitchen or the dining room or, or whatever. You know, so it's cleaning, doing household chores, and there's always that uh, rerun of classic television on in the background. Absolutely. Well, that stuff was always on, so I loved it, and that's really my introduction to um, Twilight Zone and all that stuff. You'd catch episodes here and there, and then yep. late Sunday nights was always um, Tales from the Dark Side. Maybe, maybe Friday nights, Tales from the Dark Side. I can't remember, but, you know, but there, there's just so much good good 80s content out there and sometime we'll have to do a uh, classic sci-fi television we'll talk about twilight zone outer limits and yeah, night we'll gallery oh yeah so we can dive into our, our picks here some stuff that i'd like to talk about and touch on sure you get us rolling rick so i think one of my favorite shows of all time i went with some I, my can my list is pretty unconventional well that's okay so i'll start with a really weird one that you wouldn't expect me to like and are we really, going like five to one or, or just picking one I'm out just of the gonna, five? No, no particular order. Yeah, that's how I did mine too. Yeah, no particular order. Because I can't. I just, I can't. It's, no, if they're in know. the top five, they're all basically on a level playing field level for me. level playing field, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I really liked Garfield and Friends. Okay, I, sure. I, you're picking like a late 80s, early 90s kind of one? It was uh, mid-80s. Mid-80s? Mid, mid to late 80s. And I think I liked it because my one of my best friends at the time and I, we would have so many sleepovers and what we like to do in the morning on Saturday morning or Sunday morning was get the paper and eat breakfast and read the comic strips. Sure. And Garfield was like our favorite. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And you know, even in school we would check out the books cause you had all the books yep. in the school library. They were insanely popular. Sure. So you'd be really lucky to find, you know, one that you hadn't rented a thousand times. And then at the book fair, my parents would, occasionally buy me one and they were 10 bucks and that was expensive for a book yes especially since they're not very thick right just you know kind of rectangular in shape so it'd probably be about the depth of a finger exactly yeah and so the, i would get one time to time and then i would really mostly just check them out but like considering the only other books i really asked to buy were the mad mad magazine little novelizations yeah. you know which were a dollar 95 which were obviously much more affordable but Garfield was just endlessly entertaining and well drawn and, and really really funny and I remember I that cartoon. I remember liking it. I remember was it Opie, right? The dog? Uh Odie. Odie, excuse me. Uh but yeah, he would always, you know, come barreling around the corner rah, 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 and you know, he'd spill something or get into something, right? Like something goofy or gooey or messy. Right. Or sloppy. Yeah, and there's a if you go on YouTube, YouTube has it actually an official Garfield and Friends channel here, and it oh. looks like there's tons of reviews. I don't really want to watch a whole episode, but no, no, no. Do you have something that's just like a a couple minutes long, like the intro or something like that? We could yeah. hammer out. 
Well, what's funny about this too, I think, is is like my my uh, my daughter and like her friends. You know, they love they love Garfield. He's Garfield is kind of taking life of his own now. You know, he's got a whole new uh, he's got a whole new life on the internet. Yeah, and see, I don't like the Pixar stuff. It just doesn't have that feel to me as the old hand drawn animation. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't remember much of it. Here's oh, the intro. Oh, with the theme song. Yeah. So there's this one. Comp- there's a compilation, and then there's this. this yep, only a hit, minute. Let's hit that one. one. We'll do the minute one. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Matthew yes. Oh, yeah, Wade Duck. U.S. Acres. Yeah, that was the other one that uh, Jim Davis did, U.S. Acres, with the farm animals. Yeah, I remember the duck was always kind of a party pooper, right? I, you know what? I don't remember anything about this show. I do know that um, the guy who does the voice for Garfield did the voice for Peter Bankman in the Ghostbusters cartoon. Yes. This is great. Garfield and friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but this was the highlight of my Saturday mornings. I mean, depending on what mood I was in. And he would always say something different right there. But See, that's a good, that's a good kind of sample of, of a lighthearted subject matter cartoon. Yeah. Something you can just throw on and just really enjoy it, right? Yeah. Anything kind of anthropomorphized, 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 whatever, animals. It's always funny talking to animals, sassy animals eating lasagna and shit. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows how he uh, developed his taste for lasagna, but I certainly can't blame him there. Super funny. Super funny. So you went with Garfield and Friends, classic. Yeah. That's not one that I can remember spending a whole heck of a lot of time watching, but mm-hmm. if I found it, I usually stayed on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely it was a very neutral show, I think, for girls and boys. Um, you sure. could go either way with it. It wasn't uh, like a Rambo, you know, or anything like that. But no, a little easier to predict who's who's going to be watching Rambo. More, yeah, a bit more palatable, I think. But what, what about you? What's your first one you're going to go with? All right, like I said, I'm trying to stay away from classics like He-Man or, or Transformers or Ninja Turtles because I think it'd be just too easy to get off on a, a rant and just talk about nothing other than them. But I decided to pick maybe... One that uh, you're probably familiar with. I guarantee you're familiar with all of them. Okay. But uh, Voltron. Okay. And I actually brought one of my little action figures here as a visual aid. Yes, I know it's a radio show. You can't see it. Bear with me. But uh, King Zarkon, the classic villain. Cool. I found that at the uh, Columbus Antique Mall for like six or eight bucks. You know, let me look at this guy. I guarantee I had this dude. Um, and I don't think I ever knew <clears throat> what he was from. Because I had a bunch of just random guys like this. And I know I had a couple of, like, Dungeons & Dragons figures like this. Sure. That I just didn't know what they were from. And I think I had some, um, I can't I can't even remember. Like, some, just some weird random spacemen. Oh, yeah. I had I an, a, a big collection of stuff. I think I paid, like, $18 for that. And I didn't even give it a second thought. I just snagged it. For that, dude? I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, well, availability. Well, yeah, it's true. You, I mean, it's not. You want it? It's an impulse buy. You want it right now. So. I do. <clears throat> well, let's watch this uh, Voltron opening. I loved Voltron, and I never had 
the full robot. Did you ever have him? Yes, I had oh, the man. metal robot. So jealous. Oh, I, yeah. I only had the, the black one. This is... I have this on DVD now because I've rebought almost all these on DVD. But this this show was very formulaic. You know, there'd be a conflict, a problem. The witch, Hagar, would create a row beast, like half monster, half robot, that would, uh, you know, fight with Voltron. And it always looks like Voltron's going to lose, but then he pulls it out. Well, of course, yeah. So this was a... Was this a this was a Japanese show, or was it was based on like the Team Gundam, or was based on an earlier show that was popular? Yes, I can't remember what it was called. Um, oh, I think I have it in here too. I think I wrote it down. But the animation in here is very stylistic and and stuff that would become popular like twenty years after the fact, right? Yes. Um, like Power Rangers and stuff like that, where you have like the five people and they meet up to do a thing uh i had the sword though i had the plastic sword and i remember it broke and then my dad like had to screw it together or something for me and i never i never i didn't want the stupid sword i wanted the damn robots you know and yeah the the only guy i had was this guy right here the black the black one the middle guy who didn't who was worthless yeah so the lions they had all formed together right then that's where voltron would manifest yeah because the lions would individually you know they'd all be trying to do something and then they'd start to get overwhelmed and then they'd form into this huge sure. robot that has this uh laser sword that he would always slay the right roe beast with very very cool character and the episodes are still solid they're still good yeah i, I love them i mean i i have the dvd collections and i i enjoy them immensely so you like you like the pick of voltron i like voltron and i it reminds me it always reminded me of godzilla Yes. You know, very Godzilla-ish. So, yeah, I, I loved it. I like that, and I like Robotech. Robotech. I, I thought that was good, too. Um, very similar. Very similar. To that. Um, but they had, like, mechs. They think they would run around in, right? The mech, like the Ed 209 kind of, like, mech thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some, some the Robocop the, reference there. Yeah. yeah, so that was a good one. Um, well, let's look up Robotech really quick. Because right. that, was, that was another one that I enjoyed. Um, I know hmm. it's very, mm, it's very popular. The animation kind of reminds me of like Speed Racer. Yeah. Of course, this is very well known. This is nothing that's, you know, and Japan is huge here too. But I believe it's. Yeah. These, yeah, the, the facial drawings and stuff are very reminiscent of the same art style used in Voltron. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was back in the day that you would call it Japanimation. Yes. Right? Yes, it absolutely. Was, there was no anime. It was Japanimation. Yep. This is cool. It was like airplanes. I don't remember anything about the show. I remember just visually it was very similar. He looks like Leader One from the GoBots, that, that chat. So you got the... Six people there. And the Bear with me there. I had a phone ringing there, so I oh, okay. silenced it. Oh, weird. Yeah, some kind of floating princesses looking type stuff. I never saw this before. It's super It's super weird. I don't know. It's okay. But uh, not my favorite, but I did enjoy it. It's uh, in the style. 
it's in the it's in the same vein. So, so I think I'm gonna go with that another unusual pick. Uh, maybe not. You know, it's, it's it's lesser known. Lesser known. But um, I really liked, and I still do like unconventional characters and unconventional shows. And I always tend to like the things that are. A little outside the box. Yeah, that don't last long. I fixate on these weird shows like, oh, this is great. It's my favorite show ever. It's so good. And everyone's like, why the fuck do you like this? Yeah, how do you even remember it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're picking the one I think you might pick, I did a little research on it too based on our you know, celebration of uh, Chuck Norris last episode. Oh, no, I'm going to pick Plastic Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, shocked <laughs> me. But anyway, the the Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos was a six-part miniseries. That's well, it. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. So, plastic man. Yeah, this is this feels like an early '90s. Show no, 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 no. This is all '80s. Yeah, this is. Uh, we're gonna go for. Um. Yeah, Plastic Man was great. This was oh, called 1979. Pla- yeah, Plastic Man comedy adventure show. This was. Uh, no, there's another one. That's Pepsi oh, Man. Not, <laughs> not to be mistaken for Plastic Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man. So it's not the 1979 intro? I don't know, actually, if it was. I don't know what year this did come out, to be honest with you. But. Um, so the, he looks like he's basically like Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. Very stretchable, very pliable guy. Yeah, so it is. it is the... 84 Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Show. Oh, look at that. These oh, are, yeah, look at that Channel 15 Phoenix ad. Yeah, these are great. I mean, the cool, the cool thing now about YouTube is obviously everyone knows this, but there's like millions, you know, hundreds of hours of old TV show commercials. Look at this. Yeah, I love this. This was on After School. Okay. Yeah, oh, Mighty Man and the World's Ugliest Dog. Hey, that's Heathcliff. Yeah, Heathcliff. I watched Heathcliff more than uh, Garfield. Oh, my God. Heathcliff was cool. Loved him. The jet that looks like a fish. Yeah, Dingbat and the Creeps, man. It had a, And Marmaduke, yeah. Dingbat and the Creeps had a little bit of a horror thing going on. That's why I liked it, because it had, like, fang face. Anything with werewolves, I loved. Yep. I remember. Yeah, you're... you're fan of werewolves so that was my thing and that's why i liked it this was such a cool show so tell me a little bit about plastic man like who who was the uh antagonist who what did he do <laughs> no idea no idea <laughs> no clue i don't remember anything about this show at all um you know i don't think it matters it looks like that would have been an enjoyable fun ride oh here we go playing basketball he's gonna Slam dunk, right? Make an impossible shot possible. Yeah. Or do something. I just thought it was super cool. Just the idea of it. it reminded me of Scooby-Doo. I don't know if it's a Hanna-Barbera show. It probably is. Just the art style looks very Hanna-Barbera to me. Yeah, because Scooby-Doo uh, often had the Harlem Globetrotters. Which I loved. I mean, I loved those special episodes with Batman. and. Oh, yeah. It just felt like... It was just something super special. Like, it was made just for me. Well, they know. They know I love Batman. Yeah, how, just did, those, how did they know I wanted to see that? How do they know, you know? I actually have the um, Scooby-Doo TV collection where they have stuff like uh, Don Knotts. Sonny and Cher. And Three oh, Stooges and that stuff. It. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. Yes. So, yeah, just a weird, just kind of a weird show. Um, 
really kind of right up my alley. I was I prided myself on being a weirdo, a weirdo kid. So this was very unconventional, and I, I loved it. I oh, he's trapped in an oil slick. Or is he? He's plastic, man. He can get away from anything. Yeah. Just morph into a jet and fly out of there. So now this is the way to do, if they're going to make a live-action movie, don't do Mr. Fantastic from the Fast Fantastic Four. Do Plastic Man, because Reed Richards is too serious. This dude's a goofball. Yeah, make it lighthearted. Make it fun. How fun would that be? Something just to make kids laugh. Yeah. It'd be fun. So anyway, that's Plastic Man and, and um, the crazy monsters. Anything with that crazy monsters, I was totally, totally sure. with. All right, well, my next pick has some similarities to Plastic Man. Okay. Inspector Gadget cartoon. Inspector oh, yeah. Gadget was great. That wasn't a um, Saturday morning show, I don't think, but I know it was on After School. It might have been Saturday morning, too. But Yeah, I did a little uh, Wikipedia research. After the first season, the second season was a Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. Uh, staple. Okay. This has a very, very good um, theme song introduction. Now, there were shows... That would premiere and on the mornings, the weekday mornings, cartoons as yeah. well before school. Yes, and that was another huge thing as I would get to watch a cartoon or two before riding the school bus. And I absolutely loved it. I loved watching them. I can't really remember what they were, but... That's where I remember watching a lot of Ninja Turtles. Before school? Yes. I remember after school and Saturdays, but I just, you know, I loved... This show, I loved Inspector Gadget a lot. He was so cool. Don Knotts was real, or um, oh, Don Adams was yes. super cool, and that's why I liked Get Smart because he was in, he was you know the guy. And here we have Chief Quimby in the vault, and everything always goes wrong for Chief Quimby because Gadget is kind of a kind-hearted, bumbling moron. He always kind of blows him up. What's the dog's name? Brain. Brain. Yes, and then his niece is Penny, who's right there. Penny, yeah. Go, Gadget, go. Da, 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 That's so cool. The uh, the car and the van. That's neat. I think sometimes you could turn into a boat too. <laughs> That's so weird. And then the um, of course the evil Doctor Claw, which you would only ever yeah, you'd always see him just behind the chair, and every time Gadget thinks he's gonna get him, he's already fled the scene. Well, that'd be funny if he was uh, just really just a hand in a chair. Yeah. You know. And Doctor Claw had the cat, you know, that would always laugh at his jokes yes yes, do you remember watching much of inspector gadget Oh, i watched every episode loved it it was one of my favorites for sure definitely uh, you know it it doesn't have like the um episode catalog i mean it was in syndication for a long long time but it didn't have like you know multiple seasons like really uh, yeah it didn't originally last as long a lot of these great shows or you know what i consider great they were only around for a couple seasons oh sure it was just the nature of things well, yeah, you know, like um, some of them had one season of like 48 episodes or something like that. And you're like, dude, that was enough for like five years of TV. Yeah, exactly. And I have a DVD set uh, of this. It's like uh, the first 22 episodes or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's the only uh, content of it I could find on DVD. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I still throw this stuff in. Like I struggle with sleeping lots of times because my mind just won't shut off. Mm-hmm. So I go back to my childhood and throw in these old classic cartoons because i want that back i want that feeling back saturday morning cartoons were some of the the best times of my life dad would always say like a couple more days rob then it's cartoon day yeah one more day rob then it's cartoon day yeah yeah. i just i loved it absolutely loved it i think i'm gonna go with something 
See, Rick has got uh, Garfield, Plastic Man. Oh yeah, yeah. What did you? Oh yeah, it was your okay. Yeah, Inspector Gadget was one of mine. So, um, maybe I'll do. Um, I'm gonna go with something a little weirder too. Weirder than Plastic Man? No, just a little bit, maybe lesser known there. Maybe that that you wouldn't necessarily think that I. But I guess it's pretty obvious. Teen Wolf. The. Uh, cartoon mm. I just I love Teen Wolf obviously when I was a kid and the show was very silly I don't think it was uh, I like uh, Michael J. Fox I thought was awesome too I never knew that there was a cartoon of this yeah looks just like Michael J. Fox she does Love the uh, metal guitar riff in the background. Look how 80s this is. That's so Saved by the Bell. And that's... And I didn't, the dad, yeah. I didn't like Saved by the Bell, but that's okay. I didn't until I was like in my you know, early teens. thought this was super cool. I just really... I like the intro more than anything. It's super 80s. Oh, big time. You know, very oversaturated, very bright. Pastel colors in there, right? Very 80s fashion. Yeah. Super cool. Teen Wolf, I'm gonna howl! <laughs> and the dog, Barkley, I think that was his name or something. Gotta be Barkley, right? Yeah, and they gave him like a sister. So they still didn't have a mom in the show. Like they still kept the lore where the mom was killed or something. Really grim like that. But yeah, it was just an unconventional. Probably 12 episodes or something, you know, maybe not even that many. Who knows? Okay, so it was, so it was short-lived. Yeah, but you you still remember running across that at some point in time? Oh, I just I was obsessed with it. There were all these shows I really had a fixation on. And, you know, back then, like, you know, there was no internet, so you couldn't. And I didn't really have, I think I was too young to even start taping things. Or I didn't even have the foresight to tape this stuff. No, I never taped any of that stuff either. You know, so... But my sisters, I think, did, and so out there somewhere exists uh, lots of VHS tapes of entire mornings of Saturday cartoons for their kids to rewatch over and over with commercials sure. and everything. So, so you you nailed Teen Wolf there. All right, I'm a big fan of of games. Okay, I'm a big fan of of toys. So my next couple picks here, not that I'm going to do two in a row. Yeah. I'm just kind of yeah, yeah. prefacing it. Kind of follow that uh, that theme. So should I go with something that uh, I had a lot of the toys of or the game side? What, what do you want to... What, that's up to you. What do you think? All right. Hit me with it. My favorite toys when I was a little kid, G.I. Joe. Okay. Loved the G.I. Joe cartoon. I did too. I did too. Um, Look at that. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, Hasbro 40th anniversary. It was really cool. I loved the I loved the show. I loved the figures. I had so many. I think I may have had more G.I. Joe than anything. I did, too. This and, is the perfect intro. Right off the bat, it's nothing but nonstop action. They're, they're landing on the beach. There's lasers. There's all these iconic villains and heroes. And, and Sergeant Slaughter, what a crossover guy he was. Oh, definitely. You know, he was a, a wrestler and a G.I. Joe. And then you had Mr. T., yeah. In here as well. It was super cool. But as far as the toy line goes, I don't know 
that any toy line was superior to G.I. Joe action figures and vehicles. Just amazing. Talking about sculpt and quality, and the only thing that was bad about them was the crotch piece. That rubber band was not very durable. Because, like, you, it would break, and you have your dad fix it, and then, like, he would never use the rubber band, and then it would fucking, like, they'd be weird, and they would never stand right. It was the O-ring on the inside, man. It was, like, it just didn't work. And then, like, the cool thing about the toy line is that it, it evolved with me over time, you know, like... They had the early ones, the first gen, the first gen guys, and then they had like you know they had like the bar- barbecue and all these different dudes. And then you'd see them in movies, and kids would be playing with them, and you're like, oh, I had that dude, you know. And then, oh yeah. And then you go to your friend's house; they would come over, and they'd have a bunch of them, and you trade them or like well, oh, he, yeah, he have would, fights, oh, have yeah. fights, and one guy would leave one guy at your house, and be like, oh shit, now I have I had the one twin, now I've got the other twin, and like holy shit, you know. And I, I loved the. Um, the dreadnoughts those guys were yes. my favorite because the one dude had a, a chainsaw and like the one guy was called monkey ranch he had monkey, like the, he had the, the grenades yeah. on his chest right yeah that yeah and yeah like the punk themed guys kind of the punk themed guys were cool zartan no it was zartan but then there was uh there was a chick and a dude and like one guy had like a mohawk and then the other chick had like punky pink clothes and shit or whatever. oh yeah it was just super cool it was and really plus cool. just all the derivatives of Cobra soldiers, like the Crimson Guard, those were the guys in red. The Vipers, those were the guys in blue that had like the mirror eyepiece. And then the Bat, Battle Android Tactical. That guy was cool because he had the hologram on his chest and he had like a claw on his arm and he had like different accessories and shit. Yeah, a robot figure. Um, And then the Ninja, the White Ninja, Storm Shadow. He was really cool. And of course, Cobra Commander and the Destro and Baroness, the female figure with the black hair. Very cool. Yep. Dr. Mindbender, kind of like their version of a of Frankenstein. Yep, definitely. Very cool. So much cool stuff in there. I always um, seem to kind of like the villains because without a good villain, what is your hero doing? Driving around collecting for UNICEF? Yeah. Have, <laughs> yeah, right. He has to have something to vanquish. Yeah. So the villains make the show. We had Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. That's right. Snake Eyes was for G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Cool character. Now they have a different version of him sort of in... Um, TV show The Boys on Netflix. Okay. They have a guy who's very similar to him, which is cool. I like that, you know. So, yeah, what a cool show. I didn't, I had, and I like the, they had the serpent guys too, the snake guys. Yeah. For a while. Like, if you look over there, not that you need to click on it, but the guy that's in yellow and. Uh, oh, yeah. The, that's Serpentor. I had that guy. Yeah. He, he had a little sled that he would stand on and yeah. fly around. And they showed it in the little intro there. Yeah. He, he kind of, uh, took the place of uh, cobra commander cobra yeah. commander was always conniving trying to trying yeah. to get his achieved status back it's just cool because you know they had just so many of them so many of different ones and one of my favorites of all time was the big boa i thought he was super cool because he had he was the boxer hmm and he had a, like a like a robot helmet but he was really muscular and he had uh like um these suspended x across his chest with spikes on him and he had these he was just cool looking for whatever reason. I don't know why I liked him so much. So many of the characters were very unique. Were cool, like the you know the the World War Two looking sailor was a shipwreck. The Marine guy yeah, was yeah. Mm-hmm. Leatherneck or Gung Ho. Gung Ho. Yeah, yeah, and he the Gung Ho guy actually had, remember had like the big tattoo on his chest. Yeah, yeah, that was neat. It was definitely some cool stuff. 
the flamethrower guy. They just had so many cool weapons and so many cool accessories. You could really, you know, good for your imagination. So a lot of cool stuff you could do with those guys too. So. And I remember just everybody had GI Joe toys. It was immensely popular. It was. So don't overlook GI Joe, folks. Not at all. All right. What's your number four, Rick? What do you got? Oh man, I'm gonna go with a robotic a robot thing too. I think mask. Uh, I I liked Mask. I thought Mask was cool. I never really got into it that much. I always loved it, though. But I liked um, the GoBots. GoBots. I did like Transformers a lot. They were definitely some of my favorite. But you can't ignore GoBots. I was definitely fixated on these for a long time, and I had a bunch of them. I think I had more of these guys than I did. Oh, love the Hanna-Barbera logo. Yeah. I'm completely unfamiliar with this. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's crazy. So this had to be before Transformers. I don't know if it was or not. To be honest. I don't know the timeline, but I loved that guy. Scooter and some dick face stole him from me in the playground at school. Yeah, kids were good for jealousy that way i had that guy he was die cast metal too i thought that was super cool they were just hefty you know yeah some real weight to them yeah challenge of the GoBots. bots that was the go bots that was super cool yeah they had there's the good guy and the bad guy leader one and then the evil motorcycle guy and it's funny the uh, the bad guy is gray just like megatron no he's the good guy that oh that's the good guy yeah the bad guy is the red white and blue cycle guy i'm pretty oh. sure yeah yeah kind of cool kind of cool Leader one. And then Leader I, one. I really did. Inhumanoids was cool. I remember I had a couple Inhumanoids. I had this one Inhumanoid figure. I was like, I had two of them actually, and they were like these big giant monsters. They didn't have much articulation. They were actually any articulation. One of them was just like this big, a big rock, and like you, <laughs> like you pull the the shell off of him, and he was like magma on the inside. I don't even really think he moved around at all. And I was like, okay, that's. I thought it was cool when I was a kid, but because he was a big monster, and I like monsters. And another guy who was just a big, like, Cthulhu, like, plant monster. And they were huge. I mean, they were, like, that big. They were really big. Inhumanoids. <sighs> kind of cool. Kind of weird. But um, one thing, I don't know if this was a toy line or not, but do you remember Sectors, the, the, the insect guys? I remember Battle Beasts, those little rubberized guys that were maybe, like, yeah. three inches tall, and they'd have the little hologram sticker, like, water, mm-hmm. fire, wood. Yeah. They're, you know, like a gorilla or a lizard or something like yeah. that. this is different. These are yeah. like actual bug, like like big warrior bug men. They were like men, but they had, they had bug eyes and like weapons and shit. Sounds like something I would have, you know, asked my dad to buy me. Oh, they were awesome. At the, like the Ben Franklin store yeah. or something like that. They were awesome. Well, you remember going into stores like that and like being astonished they had toys. You're like, oh my God, they have a toy aisle. Oh, the Ben Franklin toy section was the best. Really? Oh, yeah. I absolutely loved it. I mean, there was, of course, models and then model paints. Then there would always be, you know, coloring books and all that stuff for, like, the big bags of uh, the green plastic army men. Yeah. And then I remember, like, uh, the Kenner line of Star Wars figures. Yeah. And then, of course, G.I. Joe and then He-Man and um, Ah, muscle men. Remember those little oh, pink, yeah. sure. little pink guys. Oh yeah, I remember getting muscle men there. I had and tons of those guys. Guts, guts were like kind of an army themed version of. Uh, oh yeah, muscle men. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I just remember mom would go to Ben Franklin to get, you know, fabric or yarn or whatever, you know, yeah. like fake flowers or whatever she was looking for. Yeah. And I could just go over in the, the toy aisles and they'd have to come get me. You know, I'd lose track of it. Oh, definitely. Just 100%. hypnotized. 100%. Hypnotized. 100%. What's your next pick? All right. We did the toy line. We're going to talk about games. And this is good, too, because the origins of it come from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Okay. Probably the coolest intro. I mean, G.I. Joe intro is pretty cool. It's, it's just so action-packed. But I really do like the uh, Dungeons and Dragons intro. I agree. Um, I was captivated by this cartoon when I was a kid. I don't remember a lot of it. This is. I have the complete series on DVD. There was only about 30 episodes of it, but man... It's also good. My favorite episode is Eye of the Beholder. The Beholder's like that bulbous floating oh, yes. eye type thing with all yeah. the different Was it like the Doom the Doom guy? So here we are we're at a theme park, they're getting on a carnival ride. Going it was, through a drag look at that green dragon yeah, mouth, right? It was such a relatable thing to <laughs> go to a theme park and do this and I was whisk away to a mystic land. Yeah, that's right, into the realms of Dungeons and Dragons. There's the unicorn by Frank Welker, who did a ton of voiceovers, including Scooby-Doo, Ghostbusters, just to name a few. So this is just a take on the actual game itself. Yes. By creating the classes, like the rogue and the, the wizard. Paladin, and, yeah, the, yeah. The barbarian. Barbarian and the... Yeah. The acrobat was never in there, but that's okay. It worked good for the cartoon. They have yeah. the, the five-headed dragon, Tiamat, and then the evil Venger. Oh, Avenger, yeah. Always, you know, on like the black Pegasus. And he was Dungeon Master, right, that dude? Yep, who would always give him clues but without ever giving direct answers, which is basically the just of the game. The Dungeon Master or narrator right. tells you the story, then you have to figure out what you want to do, what you want to try to do, and uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, just like in the TV show. And there's the guy back there. He does look like the Doom character. Yes, that is, the, Demon. that is the beholder. Each eye would kind of have kind of like a different effect, like, you know, uh, make you afraid or paralyze you or cool. just scorch you to ashes. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that was one of my favorites. I absolutely loved the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon. And when I found a used copy of it at uh, Preplayed up in Madison, which over the years that's where I acquired most of my stuff, I don't even really recall picking it up. Is this yeah. it got in my hands? Just, sure, sure. He's had to have it. I may have used like the force, like Yoda, just like <laughs> looked at it and it definitely. I'm right surprised there. there. I'm surprised there wasn't a Star Wars cartoon. That would have been ripe for. Oh yeah, cartooning. Like, an Ewoks battle for Endor animated show. That I would have hated. Really, you didn't like yeah, the Ewoks? No, no, no. I didn't. I never liked Return of the Jedi. I liked. I mean, I, I didn't like Ewoks. I okay. Know, I didn't like them. I. I didn't like the droids either. As a kid, I didn't. I didn't like them. They just bothered me. Now, of course, there are. It's part of the lexicon. Sure. But no, I was always a Luke and Vader guy. I always liked you know, Vader. Yeah. Even as even as a youngster, I preferred the villains. Boba, <laughs> Bob, yeah, Boba Fett and all the uh, bounty hunters. They're just my favorite. Job of the Hutt. All because they're just they're monsters. The Emperor. Yeah, they looked cool. Definitely. Emperor, not so much because he was old. 
but I like the, you know, Chewbacca. I just like anything that was a monster or, you know, yep. an alien. I thought it was cool looking. Well, so. Chewbacca is basically a Yeti, you know? He's, yeah, definitely. All right, so we're coming up on the home stretch here. What's your last pick? Are you going to go with something, again, outside the box? A little yeah, known? Gonna, what are, what do, are you going with? I'm going to go with a stretch and just go with uh, Beetlejuice, the cartoon. Sure. Which I think is a 90s cartoon, but yeah, li- I, I kind of don't care. It doesn't really matter. It's the same feel, the same tone, same subject matter. I just really liked it. Um, again, because it was creepy and it had weird shit in it. It was a, it was a funny show. Like Beetlejuice would always eat bugs, right? Yeah, just super weird. I love the art style. I love this intro. Definitely a 90s show. I think. Maybe maybe 89, maybe, but probably 90, 91, I'm not sure. No, it was Saturday morning, and then... Oh, yeah, I I remember this. I just love the intro, I love the skeletons and the... Cobwebs and the flames and everything. It's very Tim Burton-esque. There's those big worms. Yep. Very cool. This is very, just is very on brand with everything. And they gave Lydia a redesign, and she's got the cloak, the spider web. She's very, you know, very similar, but also different. Boom. I just love this stuff. A little CG right there with that guy. The dancing spider. Uh, the French skeleton. Yeah. Was that Jacques? Yeah. And of course, he falls over dead naturally. Just super cool. Just something that I really loved a lot. So That's probably your most mainstream pick of the five. Beetlejuice, you think so? I think so. Could be. Yeah. Definitely could be. Yeah. Anything horror related was... Right up so. there. Yeah, you got Beetlejuice, you got Teen Wolf. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely was my favorite, man. That's why I like, you know, and I like, like I said, the monsters and the Adam's family and um, all that stuff. Tales from the Dark Side. Sure. As a kid. This is my favorite stuff. I have Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, but I don't have any knowledge of the television series great weird a lot of good stuff there was some uh, clive barker stuff in there some uh some stephen king stuff stephen king did a couple stories some of my favorites and um yeah a lot of good co- a lot of good uh stars a lot of weird shit a lot of really bad episodes though just shit, just shit that doesn't make any sense filler right oh my god some of those episodes are so bad I remember watching one. I can't remember what it was. Some woman gets on a train and she's going somewhere, and there's always weird people on the train, and no one's making any sense. And it's supposed to be this like dream thing. I don't even know, but it's just completely absurd, and it just annoys me every time I watch it because it's not about anything. So, well, don't watch it again. <laughs> yeah, <terrible. laughs> don't watch it again. So you got one more pick? I do, and my last pick uh, was one I asked my mom about a while ago. I said, you know, I always. Loved Saturday morning cartoons and sitting at the little drop leaf coffee table. I said, is there any show in particular you remember me watching and, and really enjoying? And, you know, I figured she probably wouldn't have been paying too close attention, right? Just something to keep me busy in the background. Right. And she said, I was kind of, aren't you a little old for cartoons? I said, no, I'm not. No. Said, so anyway, is there one that you remember me watching and really enjoying a lot? And she goes, I always remember you paying really close attention to the Smurfs. Oh, yeah, Smurfs. So let's, and that's a classic uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yes. Smurfs were cool. Um, I remember watching them a lot in kindergarten. And it was just a weird, 
Just a weird little show. Peo was the Smurfs guy. There's the the Hanna Barbera intro again. I just I remember loving the artwork on this show. I mean, you got castles and high fantasy stuff. Oh yeah, high fantasy stuff and and Gargamel I, and the cat Osriel. Yeah, toadstools. Everything. There was no mushrooms. It was all toadstools. Yeah. So yeah, another show that was um, sort of uh, you know boys and girls both. I think we're fans of this show. Oh, definitely, because you know Smurfette and the the one. <laughs> there's the big cat Azriel. The one, the one female Smurf in the whole village. And of course, there's been tons of crass jokes about her for years. Oh well, some people are, <laughs> some people are morons. They don't know what else to do. But uh, yeah, the, I have a couple a couple collections of that on uh, on DVD too, and that's. That's still one of my favorites. It's just, you know, the episodes are almost always the same. Yeah. Gargamel's plot goes wrong, but it's just so much fun to watch him try. Like, you know, he gets them all in a big sack and he's going to make, you know, Smurf stew or something like that. Well, it was an easy show to write for. All these shows, they're formulaic for a reason because, you know, there doesn't need to be an ongoing story. It's just, you know, that's the same plot over and over again, and that's fine. I think it works really well for what it is. And, and you know exactly what every Smurf did because they dressed the part. Well, like, they were they, they were yeah they were named that like yeah. stupid Smurf and butthole Smurf and, and you know fart face. <laughs> well, uh, sleepy, you know he could never stay awake. And, um, it's the Seven Dwarves, right? Yeah, same hefty. Thing. He had the heart tattoo on his yeah. arm, and he could always lift stuff. And there, you know brainy he always had the glasses and talked yeah. down to everybody and the one that was the baker and the guy that was handy he always had the pencil behind his ear and the ruler and stuff remember he could build yeah. stuff and papa smurf and then later there was grandpa smurf where he had kind of like the uh dark yellow where papa smurf had the uh yeah. red do you remember donnie darko the movie uh, I remember seeing the VHS cover for it. You never seen the Donnie Darko? No. There's a scene in Donnie Darko where he talks about the Smurfs. I is thought he, it was really funny. Is he ripping on them or liking No, him? actually, he's not. Oh, um, also talking about the Smurfs, uh, John Candy, Summer Rental, all those people crashes. Oh, they're place. watching the Smurfs. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a guy sitting on the bed smoking cigarettes and everything like that, and he goes, Get out of here, buddy. I'm watching the Smurfs. He goes, you remember the one where Papa Smurf kicks the shit out of the guy with a crutch? Do you remember that one? Get yeah. out of here. And he starts yeah. swinging the crutch around. That was funny. Oh, man. Check this. This is a funny scene. I actually really like this scene a lot. Philosophy. Oh, he philosophizes the Smurfs. Clever scene. John Wayne, man. Tell us his name, you little pussy. Beer and pussy. That's all I mean. We got to find ourselves a Smurfette. Smurfette. Mm-hmm. Not some, like, tight-ass middle-sex chick, you know? Like this cute little blonde that'll be down and dirty with the guys. Like Smurfette does. Smurfette doesn't fuck. That's bullshit. Smurfette fucks all the other Smurfs. Why do you think Papa Smurf made her? It's because all the other Smurfs were getting too horny. No, 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 not Vanity. I heard he was a homosexual. Okay, well, you know what? Then she fucks them while Vanity watches, okay? But what about Papa Smurf? I mean, he must get into the action. Yeah, what he does, he films the gangbang. Later on, he beats off to the tape. First of all, Papa Smurf didn't create Smurfette. Gargamel did. She was sent in as Gargamel's evil spy with the intention of destroying the Smurf village. But the overwhelming goodness of the Smurf way of life transformed her. And as for the whole gangbang scenario, <laughs> I, it just couldn't happen. 
Smurfs are asexual. They, they don't even have reproductive organs under those little white pants. <laughs> this was so illogical, you know, about being a smurf. You know, what's the point of living if you don't have a dick? Okay, they took it to a weird place. It's but great. It, it's that's a, all right. It's a great scene. Uh, it's funny because they had to get they had to get the Smurf people, or maybe even Payoff. He was still living back then. I know they had to get his their permission to put that in the movie to talk about him. Interesting. And, and they he said it was right on the money. They said it was exactly accurate <laughs> that uh, his philosophy was correct. So they gave their approval for it to include it in the film. So that's that says something about about that. But um, yeah, it's tr- it's funny. It's just funny. It makes me laugh. So good old good old uh, trip down memory lane. Saturday morning cartoons, classic. Yeah. Pre internet, pre streaming, pre all this stuff, and you actually had to commit some time, some effort, some patience to do this stuff, and that and that's something that subsequent generations have lost. They don't have that, and uh, I guess I I kind of feel a little. A little sorry for them in that aspect. Well, but they, I mean, they do. They do in the sense of, like, there is that stuff. I mean, they just exist in a different form now. You know, having raised two girls, you know, I can tell you that, you know, my girls definitely liked the Nickelodeon stuff. You know, we I tried to have cable when I could afford it when they were growing up, and they certainly watched... A lot of Nickelodeon, and a lot maybe of maybe like Hey Arthur, Rugrats or something. I don't know. I'm just guessing. They just changed. It just changes form, you know. And like, of course, they get politicized and they they changes with the times and all that. But there are still some throwbacks here and there. And you'll see, you know, like a SpongeBob or like, um, you know, even in the mid 2000s or the the late 2000s, they had shows like Flapjack and these other weirdo shows that are on Adult Swim. You know, these these adult shows that capture the popular imagination of these kids, and the kids get their hands on them and all this stuff. So it's just interesting. Definitely. You know, it, it changes form. And, you know, even with me, my animation tastes changed as I grew up. I never really stopped watching cartoons until I was a bit older. And now I don't really watch them at all. But even up until my early 30s, I was watching Adult Swim and stuff like that. But, um, and then they, you know, obviously with like King of the Hill and oh, yeah, trying to keep up with the Simpsons and stuff like that. Well, maybe, uh, sometime soon we'll have to watch a couple episodes of Batman the animated series. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a, about a year now. We're done, we'll, we'll get there, we're gonna we'll get there at some point. Yep, or we could bring up the uh, the X Men, that's another classic one. X Men I watched and Batman I slept on. I mean, I always loved Batman, but I just never was able to catch it on TV, and that's the only reason why I didn't watch it, you know. And like, then that's what we should do, yeah, because you, you know enough about Gotham, you know enough about the the setting and, and these characters. We should just put on, not today, you know, but we'll put on yeah. a, a couple of the episodes, and uh, you can watch them, and we can review them live for the the first time. I don't, I don't think it requires previewing. You know what I mean? Definitely. So that's our take on Saturday morning cartoons, something that, you know, I miss, but I've acquired most of these on uh, on DVD and mm-hmm. all that stuff, and, and I, I still enjoy them. I, I really do, and I enjoy them because it, it takes me back to that mindset, Rick. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's kind of the reward of getting through the arduous <laughs> school week, which is, yeah. of course is nothing by adult standards, but you had to have something to look forward to, something... And uh, it was definitely memorable for me, and we're of that generation where 
those words, Saturday morning cartoons, brings back a lot of beloved memories. Yes. And it tugs uh, on the heartstrings of many. There we go. Early, early Nickelodeon stuff, too was great like these pinwheel the show pinwheel and fraggle rock and um that was an hbo show but just these weird outsider shows you, you do remember darkwing duck yeah i got that on my list here darkwing duck was one of my i was debating on putting that in there also heathcliff but yeah those are both honorable mentions folks yeah definitely oh there's so many honorable mentions alvin and the chipmunks was great too silverhawks got that in there silverhawks was super good thundercats i mean there's so yeah. many we could spend countless episodes doing i didn't animation i never liked disney but occasionally you know like a like a um darkwing duck or a ducktales would hit right but ducktales is fabulous good show oh Oh, yeah another show i liked also was duckula count duckula that was one of my favorites and it was uh vampire themed vampire ducks yeah he accidentally to create this ritual to he instead of using blood they use tomato juice and he becomes a vegetarian vampire Perfect. It makes perfect sense. In it's art. so silly. So silly, but it works. And uh, But really, one of my all-time favorites still that I will definitely watch time and time is uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's just something that never gets old for me. See, and I'm like that too. I think it was uh, last week, Sunday morning. Yeah, we were getting ready. Margo was doing her hair. We are getting ready to go to her, her parents' house. I'm flipping through the local channels. I find the Flintstones. Watch the Flintstones. After yeah. the Flintstones, episode of the Jetsons. Perfect yeah. back-to-back pairing. Yeah, they're classics. Great. They're great. Flintstones and the Jetsons are both great. Loved them. You can just go on forever. Go on forever with those. Yeah, so. I think I liked the Jetsons maybe a little better. I just kind of liked the, you know, flying around and the different gadgets and all that kind of stuff. But classic television shows. Oh yeah, super good. All right, well that's our episode for today. Thanks for tuning in. All right, thanks for watching, and remember, you never kick a guy when he's down. Uh uh-uh. uh. You want to help him to his feet, yeah, real gentle. Then pick him up and body slam him for the full effect, oh yeah. We forgot to talk about uh, Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time. Macho Man is actually on that show. So I wouldn't doubt it. Totally forgot that. Yeah, Nikolai Volkov, Andre yeah. the Giant. Super good. Probably Tito Santana, Junkyard Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to work that in. We really will. We'll Roddy have to work Piper. that in. Piper was the main villain. Oh yeah, of course naturally all right all right man hey thanks a lot yep